Once again, it's time for And Now the Good News, a weekly exploration of the good news happening in the world. Hi, I'm your host, Reverend Robert Brzezinski, and each week I explore and share the stories of hope and love and inspiration that have caught my eye in the past week. We'll explore exactly how we can create a world that works better for everyone. So get ready, it's time. And now, the good news. And hello again, dear ones. Robert Brzezinski with you. Episode number 16 of And Now the Good News. My opportunity to take a look at the stories that have come across my news feed in the past week that I think will be inspiring and supportive and helpful for you that I want to share. This week, I'm going to get started with the big news story of the week. NASA astronauts Christina Koch and Jessica Muir, I hope I'm saying those correctly, were the first two women to create and be part of the world's first all-female spacewalk. Now, this happened uh, after a delay. It was supposed to happen back in March. It's the first time that women uh, have exclusively been outside the space station working together. Uh, it's interesting. A, a, a NASA administrator said, we've got qualified women running the control, running space centers, commanding the station, commanding spaceships, and doing spacewalks. And golly gee whiz, every now and then there's more than one woman in the same place. Yeah, duh. Anyway, you know, the first opportunity for women in space came in 1984. Uh, when a Soviet astronaut did a spacewalk on July 25th, and then an American woman did a spacewalk also that year on October 11th of that year. So this isn't anything new for women to be in space. It's just new that there are two women outside the ship at the same time. Congratulations, ladies, for breaking new ground. I do want to say congratulations to a group of ladies in Jordan as well. Uh, last month, something happened that was... Uh, Probably not uncommon over in their country. However, it would be unique here. Uh, a soccer club, uh, the women's, uh, the WAFF Women's Club Championship was a happening between Shabab Al-Ordan Soccer Club and the Arab Orthodox Club. One of the women on the Orthodox Club had a wardrobe malfunction. Her hijab came loose and was in, she was in danger of uh, it falling off. The Shabab players went and surrounded her and created a, a, a block so that she could duck down and fix her hijab and do it in enough privacy that there's no pictures, there's no video of this, uh, of the woman fixing her wardrobe. A great story. People working together. I'm, it just warms my heart when I hear stories like this. Transcending whatever our beliefs are to recognize the humanity and the oneness in all of us and support each other in a moment of vulnerability. Now, speaking of, of moments of vulnerability, if you've ever known anyone that has epileptic seizures or uh, have been around anyone, you know that there's a protocol, right? Keep the person on their side, not don't let them lie on their back. Uh, don't try to give them water or anything or any food or anything. If the seizure lasts more than five minutes, then call for an ambulance. Uh, but you do have a four minute, four and a half, five minutes before you need to do that. And 
a woman who has been uh, suffering from was diagnosed with epilepsy at age 11. Uh, she's been hospitalized four times. And what she did is she created a head protection type unit that you can fit in a small handbag. It unfolds and helps to keep the person on their side. It also has two fold-out flaps that provide instruction on what to do and what not to do for the person. It really allows a person that suffers from uh, seizures to go out into the world on their own and don't necessarily need a caretaker to keep them safe if they do have a, a seizure. This protector information piece uh, allows people to see what's going on and to recognize. So this is a great, great, I invite you to take a look at this. I'll make sure to leave links to all these stories in the show notes on the docu- on the pa- main page for this podcast. Continuing on today, I want to follow up on a story that's been happening for quite a while, uh, about 10 years or so ago at Kate, Case Western Reserve University. Uh, researchers started looking at fire blankets and specifically how to use fire blankets to protect homes and structures in the case of fast-moving wildfires. Now, fire blankets to protect firefighters have been around for a long, long time, and uh, many firefighters have been able to get in a blanket, ride out their uh, their wildfire experiences. Now, but this is a bit bigger, and uh, the story is getting noticed again in the past week because a new piece of the research has been published in Frontiers in Mechanical Engineering. That publication. Uh, does indicate, and uh, the researchers at Case Western Reserve University would agree, that deployment is now the issue. The technology is proven. This will work. It does work. It protects wooden structures when uh, they're manually wrapped by fire blankets. The tricky part is how to create an immediate deployment or a deployment method when somebody isn't home. Because right now it takes manual application of or deployment of the fire blankets. But this is a really good sign. Uh, things have moved along in this research over the last 10 years. And they are now getting closer and closer to the full implementation. I, I know of people whose houses have been threatened by wildfires here in Colorado. And I know people that have lost houses to wildfires. This type of technology can go a long, long way to doing a lot more good in the world. Speaking of someone that wants to do a lot more good in the world, uh, a Utah student, Dylan Entz, again, I hope I'm saying that properly. Uh, A few years back, he was a freshman at Dixie High School in uh, St. George and went on a trip that took him to an impoverished uh, village in Mexico. And what he found was many of the students would sleep at the school because it was just too tough to commute back and forth to their homes every day and still go to school. So they'd stay at the school. Well, he got inspired, started raising money, went to a local Minnesota school bus auction and bought himself a school bus. His intention is to fill it with donated backpacks, socks, uh, school supplies. He's been raising gas money. He's got a, uh, 
a uh, Kickstarter type program a go, uh, happening, and he hopes to have his insurance and his travel papers. I got to clear this with the Mexican government. Uh, he hopes to have everything in place and begin his journey from Utah around December 20th of this year. I'd imagine everything goes well. He'll be arriving in the village before Christmas. What a great story. I love when I hear good news stories. And I'd love to hear your stories as well. If you have something you'd like me to cover, send us an email. Just drop it in my box, robert at spiritevolving.com. I'll be sure to make sh- uh, take a look at it. And if we can, we'll feature it and let the world know that you shared the story with us. In today's final story, the bison are returning to the badlands of the United States. Okay, they've never really been totally gone. But estimates are that there could have been as many as 30 million bison at one point roaming the prairies of the great western United States. And researchers are pretty sure that number dwindled to as low as about 1,000 at one point. We're moving back up. We're at around uh, 1,200 bison roaming the land. And what's recently happened is a five-year negotiation has resulted in a land swap. Fences have been built. And the bison have 2,200 new acres that's added to their existing uh, range to be able to roam. There's a, a great story, a great video of uh, a release of some bison, four of them to be, a, in, to be exact, and re- the release of those bison back out onto this property. It's a great win for a group of conservation uh, groups and the federal government and everybody working together to bring the Great Plains back to some of the grandeur and so, some of the majesty that they've existed in in forever so really happy to hear this one the bison are returning another good news story again folks i want to thank you for tuning in this week i look forward to piling up a whole bunch of stories throughout the week and i'll share them with you again next time until next time peace and blessings You've been listening to And Now the Good News, a part of the New Thought Media Network, available exclusively at New Thought Radio. Join us, patreon.com forward slash New Thought Radio. Positively inspiring. <laughs>